Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, I am going to be talking about something that I have seen happen. Um, I call it like a trend. It's like not like a TikTok dance, It although follow me on TikTok. Um, but uh, it, it is, I call it a trend because I've seen it more in, in recent years. And um, it is where men aren't allowed to do anything for their wives. And I'll explain this in a little bit before you get all upset and say, that motherfucker, you don't try to do anything for me anyway. But you know, I, I have a point. Uh, before that, tr- uh, please do subscribe. The most recent one is how your hobby of dissecting your husband's personality may not be as positive as you think, but I do give you a hack of how you can continue to do that if you do it in a certain way so you do not have to leave your favorite hobby by the wayside. Um, anyway, so what do I mean by you're not allowed to do anything for your wife? So this is like a funny trick. This is like the logic puzzle where it's like, oh, how do you get like this from this shore to another shore and this amount of trips, you know, these kind of riddles. So here's a good riddle. So, so the husband is supposed to do things for the wife, but everything that she wants him to do, he's supposed to want to do for himself. So, but then she also wants him to do things for her. Because she th- thinks she does things for him. This is this is very confusing. This I have my doctorate, and it's very confusing to me. So, um, so let's take an example. So, uh, the husband, I say, all right, you're such an asshole about certain things. You can be so difficult. So, uh, she wants to redo the kitchen. So, I have this thing about home projects. I see this shit all the time. Um, if you want to get divorced, why don't you try to renovate something? So, if you want a fast track. <laughs> But anyway, she wants to um, fix the kitchen up. Fine. Kitchen's a piece of shit, she thinks. So the guy spends many years saying no, 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 and being like a real lovely, positive, sunshiny presence. Just kidding. And so finally, I'm like, stop being an asshole. You know, like, be, like, do the kitchen. What do you give a shit? You know what I mean? Like, you're paying for her extra therapy because you won't do the kitchen. Why don't you just do the kitchen and cut out the middleman? So we're doing the kitchen. But, but this is wonderful. So the guy was a big piece of shit this whole time. Nobody's arguing. He's so negative. He's unbearable. He grew up in a negative home, blah, blah. Fine. Then we get to where he's trying to do something for her. And then some women, and these can, um, so, so it always takes two to tango, as I say. So then the woman says something like, <laughs> you're not doing it for me. You I want somebody who wants to do the kitchen. <laughs> this is wonderful. This is an amazing leap of, of logic that just like like puts a noose around any little tendril that was growing up of potential closeness and tenderness um, and reconciliation. So he, he can no longer say I'm doing the kitchen for you because she says this isn't for me. This is for our household. A, it's for our household. Like, like the kids are saying, man, I really wish we had a different kind of stove, right? They don't give a shit. But um, so the kitchen is, is, should be uh, for the household. So this is in a different bucket. I, I, I disavow that you're doing this for me because it's not for me. Furthermore, I want somebody who wants to do the kitchen. And so thus, if this man now turns around confused and says, okay, I want to do the kitchen. You've convinced me we need to do the kitchen. She then says, ha ha. Well, then it is for you. It is not for me. And you don't do anything for me. (laughs) 
And like, I'm making it sound funny, but it's not funny. I see it like literally all the time. And it doesn't have to be with the kitchen. It doesn't have to be this dramatic. It could be anything. So I say, you should be romantic. So this poor motherfucker tries to be romantic, right? And then she says, no, I want somebody who wants to be romantic. So it's not for me, remember? And so it's supposed to be something that you're doing for you. Well, come on. I mean, this is insane. But then it's very funny. Again, morbidly funny. Because she'll say the sex life is for him. (laughs) So she'll be like, well, you know, I'm really trying to be more physical. I'm really trying to be sexual for you. You know, it's for you. I mean, yeah, okay, like I want a sex life too, I guess. But, you know, we didn't have one for 15 years. Now I'm finally doing it for you. Uh, but, But I want you to do stuff for me for you. Well, do you see the problem? I mean, I see the problem, and the problem is something that then will lead to divorce court, which nobody wants. So here's the thing. People who do this, they're very, 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 um, very... uh, poor with accepting anything from anybody. They frequently tend toward avoidant attachment. Go back to my avoidant attachment wife episode or the attachment styles uh, episode. So if you, so they get very uncomfortable with intimacy. Intimacy is when somebody sacrifices and gives you something. A gift is intimate. I mean, do you ever feel bad if like, it's like your friends, uh, let's say you're meeting up, it's around Christmas, your friend brings you a gift, you don't bring them a gift. So So you're like, oh shit, you know, you feel bad, you feel caught out. So it's like a bigger version of that. There's people who always feel very anxious around a gift because it's some form of intimacy. It feels like you then owe the person something which feels super uncomfortable. So basically what the woman is saying is, I want you to do stuff for me. I want you to do all the stuff I want, but I want you to say this for you so that I don't have to deal with two things. A, the the intimate act of acceptance of the gift, and B, I don't then have to be beholden to you in any way. I don't have to do something for you tomorrow because you did something for me today because we're going to pretend that you didn't do something for me today. And I see this happen a lot. And there's a way that that um, that males do this as well. But I do not see it as much because because what men usually want is to work on the sex life within the marriage. And within that, at least if they're seeing me and they've read all my stuff, they know about responsive desire, etc. They understand and have made peace with sometimes it waxes and wanes the peace that they make with it. Sometimes they still think some bullshit like she ought to like be ready to jump my bones because that's how the women act in porn. But usually at the stage that I'm with with guys, they can accept that if the woman tries to work on the sex life, it is in 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 full it is full disclosure for them. And they would be real happy if she did that did it for them. Now, once they start getting laid more, then sometimes they can like regress and be like, well, isn't it for you though too? And yeah, like sure, but it's for them. Like the kitchen is for the man, you know? If the woman could do without it, but she really wants to make him happy and then her responsive desire kicks in, she ends up enjoying sex. I say, awesome. I see your marriage is at a much better place then and most people would concur. But 
so because men get to that point, um, I don't see this happen as much where they repudiate that a woman's doing something for them in that way. But I do see this happen a lot with avoidantly attached women in particular, that they find it very difficult to accept a gift. So therefore, they're saying, no, no. All right, I want this thing. I want this thing. I want this thing. But the key is that you got to say that it's for you also. And if you say that it's for you, then I don't have to think of it as a gift and I don't have to deal with the discomfort of potentially accepting a gift and then having to do anything for you. So if you recognize this dynamic, then you've already felt very crazy made because of it. So in this case, it's like men are up against a brick wall here. And again, there are no suffering sad victims. And um, and, and here's the reason why. Because men have gone along with too much of this shit before. Like they have realized that there's a problem with intimacy and usually they're brushing it under the rug because they don't want to look at it full in the face. And this is how these dynamics perpetuate. So it's not like this poor man out of nowhere, this dynamic arises. Like this is a man who probably from the inception of the relationship realized that there was, um, that, that she wasn't as intimate with him in any way that he would then, then as compared to what he would want. But because of his own upbringing, he brushed this shit under the rug. And this is usually a more preoccupied attachment man. And he's always been more into the relationship and into intimacy, especially, than her, you know? And so he's gotten himself to this place too. You know, it doesn't take one person to be in a dysfunctional relationship. So there's no sad, suffering, silent victim here. But um, the point is, if you are in this dynamic, try to recognize it. If you're the woman doing this, how's it going to work? Um, it would be nice for him to do something for you. You have to get comfortable with that. And that could be a thing in individual therapy. If the idea of him doing something, a big expenditure, $20,000 for the kitchen, he's doing it 100% for you, it, does that make you uncomfortable or... Because people are like, some people would really be like, well, I mean, of course, wouldn't that make anybody uncomfortable? Somebody doing something like that just for you that they don't want? No, 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 no. Some women will be like, my husband's so nice. He's so loving. He loves me so much. He took me to this travel destination just for me. He bought me this jewelry just for me. He uh, changed his job hours just for me, you know, and they would love that. And these are usually women who are much more comfortable with accepting intimacy because they're more used to getting intimacy all the way back from childhood they were used to a parent doing things for them with no strings whereas the women who are super uncomfortable with this and do this like uh, yoda mind fuck where like the man has to say that the thing is for them too these women are not used to accepting things without strings because anytime a parent did anything for them ever there was plenty of strings the strings were all over the place it was fucking cat's cradle and now they are extremely averse to accepting any sort of a gift directly so what, how can you work on this? You can start to be honest. You can, instead of doing this like mental jujitsu where you're like, no, you got to say that you want it because if it's for me, I got to be for you because everything for the house isn't for me. And this is, no, stop it. Learn to accept a gift. And you're probably shit at accepting compliments too. Honestly, if you think about it, if you're this same kind of woman, you're very bad at accepting compliments. He probably says you look so hot and you'd say one of two wonderful things, um, either, all you want is sex or 
No, I don't. <laughs> so, you know, you're, you're, it's a real buzzkill, either one of those. It's either like, get your mind out of the gutter, you fucking animal. Or it's, no, I look like shit. Your taste is trash. I am a wildebeest. So none of those is very um, useful in terms of promoting intimacy. Uh, obviously, it, it's the opposite. It, it takes intimacy and just, you know, strangles it to death. So if you're bad at accepting gifts, you're bad at accepting accepting uh, compliments. You're probably bad at accepting uh, favors from other people. You probably are the person who has a mental checklist. All right, this one, um, you know, brought me a gift. I got to bring them a gift. They watched my kid. I got to watch their kid. My kid went to their house for a play date. I got to have the, the kid back for a play date. And even if not, there's plenty of people who are like totally way more functional with friends than they are within the intimate relationship. So the intimate relationship is the playground for all of your childhood insecurities and wounds. They frolic in the meadow, you know, within your intimate relationship, whereas these childhood wounds can like kind of be quiet and hide within the context of work and friendship because for many high functioning people who still have childhood trauma, they get their shit together for work and for friends and even for parenting at times. Although, big, big although, if you're the kind of person that's got to make the guy think that the kitchen is for him um, and you're shit at accepting compliments, then also I bet you got one other podcast of mine that you really love, which is Don't Let Your Kids Treat You Like Garbage, because I bet that you're doing that one too, because your childhood was all these strings attached stuff. So you say to your kids, oh, no strings attached. I do everything for you. Here I am doing literally everything that you want always. You don't even have to be nice to me in return because you're trying trying to heal from your childhood, you're trying to do the opposite. But meanwhile, your kids are probably shitting on you. So if that's um, because they're trained to, because they're trained that you're not a person, you don't have needs, you've gone so far that you don't want to give them guilt trips, that now they no longer even think that you're like a sentient human being. And so if this all resonates with you, this is one personality type. And this is a person who had a difficult upbringing in that the parents' uh, affection was not unconditional. They had to be good. They had to be vigilant for a parent's mood shift. A parent was doing like weird machinations behind the scenes. If I do this for you, you got to do this for me. And you should probably read the book, The Children of the Self-Absorbed, if any of this resonates with you. Okay. And if you're the man listening to this that has been on the side of this, yeah, read that book because you'll understand your in-laws. You know, you knew they were nuts, but you know, you didn't know exactly how nuts. Not that your childhood was a walk in the park either, because otherwise y'all wouldn't be drawn to each other. So I hope that this gave you some insight into this dynamic where the man cannot do anything for the woman because if he does anything for the woman, then he's not doing it for the household. And that's not fair. But yet she could do stuff for him all day and in and out. And you know what? The, the best one is sometimes the women actually convince the man that the kitchen's for them. Like it's like they'll do anything to do it because they're so uncomfortable with the kitchen being for them so they got to convince the man that it's for them they'll be like well how do you think that I can pack all the lunches myself which if you pack the lunches I wouldn't need the kitchen or like just it's just so not like like whatever they're like grasping like somebody who's drowning you know because they're super uncomfortable with accepting that somebody could do something for them and if you want to change this like super quick you can say you can find something that your husband recently did for you you could do a deep dive and think about it super clearly and be like hey when you did xyz it was 100% for 
from me. I understand that. I own it. And I thank you for it. And that would be very transformative. Just saying that in the majority of relationships in which this has been a hot button issue, the man will probably die of shock. And in fact, if he's drank the Kool-Aid too much, he'll try to convince you, no, no, you know, taking the kids to Cancun, whatever was for me, right? I mean, we agreed on that. Like, I know I hate the heat and I break out into a rash of the water, but it was for me. You told me, hold on, hold on. I'll remember how. And you say, no, it was for me. I like Cancun. You don't. <laughs> Thank you for doing it for me. It was for me. Thank you. And even do it, practicing doing this will be very, very helpful for you in your greater life. All right. Talk to y'all soon. Bye-bye.